Hello everyone and welcome to Club Q&A here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, I am your host Scott Carney and before I introduce the guys, I think it's just important for us to address the kind of main issue that's going to happen over the weekend. Um, we don't want this podcast to become all about the daily record to be completely honest, so um, what I will say is that we are fully behind heart and hand and we back heart and hand. And I've been in contact with David Edgar. He knows well we stand with it. He knows if he needs anything at all that um, we fully, fully support him. As I say, we don't want to spend too much time on it, if any, um, because they really don't deserve their time. As I say, we're all fighting for the same thing. We're all fighting to be see- to be treated with the same set of rules that others um, want to set themselves. So we are fully behind, heart in hand, and that's probably, hopefully, the last time we'll really have to speak about it tonight. But anyway, I'm joined by a very, very, very full house tonight. First off, Ali Pearson, how's it going, mate? Not too bad. That's the first time we've had five people in this podcast, I think, so. Yeah, I'll probably, get, I'll probably get lost at one point and forget who I'm speaking to, so I'll be a laugh for everybody. <laughs> Scott Gamble, how's it going, mate? Yeah, evening, guys. Looking forward to this one tonight. I know we've done a Q&A previously, but, but never live before, so this could, no, be, no. could be even worse than our last live <laughs> thing we done. Yes, it probably could be, mate. Uh, Jamie Lowe, how's it going, mate? I am good. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I am good. Um, I've just finished up the old job, mate. Got a week off before starting the new job, so this is a, a good week for me. And he's second. He liked it so much the first time he's decided to come on again. Ryan, how's it going, man? Absolutely brilliant, guys. Nice to see you. However, I did think I was going to be Jamie's replacement, so I'm slightly disappointed to see Jamie's here as well. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's managed to get his Wi-Fi working tonight, man, so he's managed to get himself logged on, which is brilliant. Uh, so, yes, we are here to um, fill the rangerless, rangerless void that seeps in over International Week for the most of us, not everyone. And we are uh, going to answer some questions that have been sent in. Also, people that are watching along live, um, please post your comments on YouTube, I think. I don't know if you can do it through Facebook uh, or not. I think you have to sign into StreamYard or something. I'm not 100% sure. The easiest way to do it is just to head over to um, YouTube, find us on there, and you'll be able to, to ask us a question. And, yeah, as you say, we're just going to kind of have a, a relaxed talk, lads, about our, about our team. So the first one um, was actually sent to us through Instagram, and it was from the page Rangers Purpose, and it's favourite current player and favourite player of all time. Ali, you can go first, mate. Uh, favourite current player at the moment? I'd go Joe Aribo, just because I just think Joe Aribo's got everything in his locker, to be honest. Sometimes sometimes he doesn't show what he's got. Sometimes a couple of Celtic games he's played in, first half I thought against Celtic and Sunday, he didn't hide or whatever, but didn't show he was about until the second half, but you could say that about a lot of players. But I, I would say Joe Rebo for me. And um, all-time favourite player, I mean, I'm 36, so I, my hero when I grew up and I had in the back of my top was uh, Ali McCoist. Um Obviously, my name's Alistair as well. So, but um, I, Ali, Ali McCoy's for me. That's my all-time uh, favourite player. You weren't actually named after Ali McCoy's, but as much, no matter how much you would like to believe you were, you weren't actually named after Ali McCoy. Is that right? I don't know. I could claim it. My dad, <laughs> my, well, to be fair, my dad met him in the airport, and his uh, the way he spelled Alistair's, it's he, he spelt with a T. 
which is English way, and I'm spelt with a D, which is the Scottish way. So my dad slagged him in the airport and went, you, you're, uh, your name's spelt the wrong way. So uh, <laughs> I know, Alan, Alan McCoy's for me. Um, I, I just thought he was brilliant. The amount of goals he scored for Rangers and is kind of Mr. Rangers, to be honest. And I, I know his managerial stint with us wasn't he great, but there were circumstances behind that which no Rangers manager ever had to do. So I always remember him as the player, McCoy. Yeah, fantastic player. For, for a lot of the younger guys that have never seen him, that he'd go on YouTube and have a look at some of his goals. Fantastic goals. I don't think there's many people that have not seen a goal compilation of Ali McCoy, mate. That's I mean live in it. I mean live in the <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, how can you really argue against Super Ali, to be honest, mate? I think... Uh, he was uh, definitely an icon of mine. However, not my, um, not my favourite player of all time. But I, I'll go last. Scotia, you want to take this one away? Scotia defender at heart. It one by the way. So there's there's a clue in a that. Clue. A defender at heart. Yeah, yes. a clue in that one. Yeah. Although the the current one might surprise you. I think there's an obvious one there that I'm not going to pick because I think you'll pick him. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to go for at the moment. Going to go for uh, Haji. I just think Hadji's got a lot about him. Um, I think he's going to be a cracking player. I keep on saying uh, this season that I think this is going to be his season that he'll really shine. And I just I, I love everything about him. The only thing missing is a wee bit of pace. But apart from that, I think he's got like the drive and determination, the, the technical capability. And yeah, I just love when he's playing. And I've seen he get a, a wee assist for Romania at the weekend there as well. So that's when I'm going to go from a current player. And then, yeah, I mean, Ali McCoy's um, very, very close to the top of my all-time favourites. Very, very close. He's my... I'm a co-film star with him as well. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here we go. <laughs> God, God. Man. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, my all-time favourite player is um, Richard Goff. Because um, he, he just... He's, he was my captain, sort of grown up. Um, and love everything about him. So, yeah, go for Goff, Goffy. It's my all-time that's fair enough, mate. Um, I knew that already. I, I forgot about you. I didn't even think about you saying, I was no short of glory as a ball boy. It's your claim to fame, man, to be honest. Uh, Jamie, who's your favourite current player? I know that already. And who's your um, your favourite of all time? The, the favourite current is, is, you could probably, depends how you, you look at that as in, I love I love Alfie. I love Morelos. Um, obviously called uh, my dog after Morelos. Uh, but I want to say Steve Davis. I want to say that my favourite my favourite player is Steve Davis. Uh, now nah, we'll stick with Alfie. Alfredo <laughs> Morelos. Um, we need to go with him. I know he's he's our he's our talisman. He's our goal scorer. Um, and I just, I just love when, um, yeah, you, see, you can see he gets it. He completely gets our, our club. He loves the club. He loves the city. Um, and I hope we, I hope we hold on to, to him for a, a long, long time. Um, yeah, yeah, go Alfie. Um, favorite player of all time is without doubt Brian Loudrop. Um, wore this top I'm wearing just now. For a brief stint, um, just I've never, as in, we're speaking about growing up um, from a young age, just seeing seeing him in the flesh and, and seeing what he could do uh, on the ball um, was just incredible. Um, 
I know Ryan, you touched on uh, last week about the way you sort of left, and um, you've actually got your shirt behind you as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, um, and we're looking forward to his uh, speakers night next month as well, which will be incredible. Um, but I, Brian, Brian Ledrick for me is my my favourite of all time. Yeah, um, I'll say I'm about to ask Ryan, but I just do it the picture that I know that's behind him. I probably already know um, who it is, but uh, again, how can you? Brian Loudrop is God. There's there's nothing else really to say about Brian Loudrop. Ryan, I'll come to you, mate. Your favourite um, currently and your favourite of all time? Well, currently, it's funny. I had a conversation with my, my oldest son a couple of weeks ago and I, I said to him, I don't think, I can't remember the last time there was a Rangers team that I liked so many players. Like, I genuinely like so many of them just now. But despite sitting here by going to Maritopon, my favourite just now <laughs> is Alan McGregor, without a doubt, because he sees his attitude. I just love that winning mentality. Like, things that stick out is like the, the Hamilton interview last last season. And we, the league was probably dusted, but we dropped points and drew one each. We played terrible that day. And he's interviewed mm-hmm. after it just for me. was... I would love to see him, what he's like in the, the changing room. I mean, there's a, there's a story about, uh, I don't know, you've probably heard it, and it might be a rumour, but it's a good one. Uh, first old firm game that Gerard won, everybody's celebrating, walked into the changing room, and he's just sitting there, and they're all high-fiving each other and going crazy. And apparently someone went, what's up with, what's up with Shaga? And he went, uh, why are you celebrating? What have we won? We've won nothing, it's three points, and that's it. And I love that. I love that attitude. It's what Rangers are. It's what we're built on. So, I McGregor for me is the current, and I, the man. Called, I was going to say I was obsessed when I was younger. I'm obsessed with him now. Um, I used to stand outside grounds. My dad used to take me to games, uh, particularly away away games. And I used to stand outside waiting for his autograph. And one day he spoke to me. He said something like. Or, or how you do it, how you doing it again or hi again as if they recognise me and I remember just being like <laughs> staring at him like a wee girl and oh, I still feel like that I can't wait to meet him was it five weeks Jamie? Uh, yeah can't wait to meet that Brian Lerner would be great but he was uh, ah he's God that's only week as I want Definitely. I love how you say, Jamie, when is it? And you've actually got a calendar probably in the back of your door, mate, but you're crossing off days so when you can <laughs> actually go and meet him. Uh, mate, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I, my favourite, just quickly, my favourite of all time is Brian Loudrop. Uh, I, I've still yet to see a man that can do with a ball what Brian did. He was he was everything to me. Uh, I idolised him, I really did. Um, he was he was one he was one of the biggest reasons that I fell in love with with our team was loud up just seeing him. He was there, he played the first game I ever went to and I I just it was struggle to be beaten for me. And if anything, he's getting better looking with age. So I mean I even fancy him more now than I did when I was younger, do you know what I mean? He's the uh, guy's just incredible, he really is. And yeah, he, he was everything for me growing up. My favourite just now, Scotia, who did you think I was going to pick? Jacko. Brandon Barker. <laughs> no, Ryan Jack. <laughs> definitely not Brandon Barker. Uh, well, see if Jacko was playing right now, mate. Um, it would be Ryan Jack because I absolutely love Ryan Jack. It's, it's, it, and it's hard because... It should be Jack, but I, I think because I'm not seeing him as much as we should be seeing him, um, it's kind of not, if that makes any sort of sense. My favourite just now is Alfredo Morelos. Um, 
and Glenn Kamara, um, to be honest, and Talander, and McGregor, to be honest. I don't <laughs> mind Tav either. Golden's pretty good day. Um, I, I must say, I love it. I don't know you love the team, to be honest, but if I had to pick one, it would be Morelos because I love his face when he scores. Uh, it kinda means everything to him and it means everything to us. But yeah, just a quick one, lads. This will ju- I'll just rattle this one round um, just to add into this. So Blue 1872 asked your favourite manager, Ali? Cachinho, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I to be fair, I think we'll all pick the same guy, uh, Sir Walter. Me and Scotia had the pleasure of meeting Walter at quite an intimate kind of dinners night from my pal oh, Mark um, down at Helensborough, and we got to spend time with Walter. And I was annoying him at the bar when I was half pushed, but um, no, a brilliant guy to speak to down to earth. But I, Walter Smith, for me, for what he did. Coming and taking off as soon as to win nine in a row and then come back after the Leguen experiment went tits up and lead us to three titles in a row. It's uh, Walter Smith for me all the way. Scotia. Yeah, Smith, but in particular for the second time round, um, I thought he was a much better manager then. Um, and yeah, he got his playing with the took us to Manchester. Yeah, so Smith over both periods, but in particular for the second period round. Jamie. Yeah, I agree. It's um, just everything that encapsulates a, a manager, everything you want a Rangers managed manager to be, he is, um, and his handling of players and, and the way he had his team playing, but also the way he handled the press, and he's just just class. Um, and even seeing him now, um, we spoke about kind of Rangers TV uh, last year and still seeing him kind of involved and about the club as well. He just he loves the club and um, you can't ask for much more than that. Right. Yeah, Sir Walter, definitely. There's no shadow of doubt. He is everything you want a Rangers manager and I want to kind of what uh, Scotia said about, I think, the second time he came round. His tactics were a lot better. I think he learned a bit down in England and if you think of some of our performances in Europe in the 90s, we were playing like 4-4-2 against Juventus and attacking them and stuff like that. Like, I think he just learned a lot and I think he came back a better manager, but uh, also what I say, um, hopefully he's doing well. I know he was uh, he had, he had some uh, health issues, but I'm sure everybody thinks the same. We're all thinking about him. Hundred percent back that mate, uh, and it's so over for me. There's just he was my second dad growing up. Uh, I've said that before on the podcast before. He was just a guy that you're familiar with, just like yourself with. And uh, I met him once, and I didn't know it was him until he was about five foot away from me. He looked at me and said, "All right, son," and I didn't say anything. I just stood there and went, ah. "It was just noise that came out my mouth," and I let him walk away from me. So I, I'll never forget that. But. I, technically I can say I've met him I suppose but thank you very much for uh, the question Rangers Puppets and cheers to True Blue 72 as well so we'll move on lads um, David Bradford asks alright David how's it going um, if you were in charge what changes would you have brought about during the transfer window are you content with both the depth and quality of the squad given the ins and outs over the summer Ryan I'll come back to you mate you can take that first I think we can have we touched on this in the last board I would like to have seen us getting a a target man and somebody that would give you a different option. Um, because, especially because I'm not saying it was a, a big target man, but he did give us a, a different option. So I would have liked to have seen someone like that come in. And I'm also, I feel as if all I do sometimes at games is say, hit it, hit it, hit it. And I'd like to see somebody <laughs> that, that can just like hit a ball like outside the box and have a good shot. Um, 
but again, what I said in the last pod, I can't really criticise the, the club, the way, the way they go about their, their transfer business. We usually have a good window, so it's picking, picking it. They're just picking at things, I think, if you're, if you're criticising them at the moment. Yeah, I can understand your thought process behind it, though. To, to be completely honest, mate, there's actually a, a question um, later on in that that's kind of regarding the the, the upfront situation. Um, Jamie, you mate, are you happy with the strength and depth Rangers have got um, after the transfer window slammed shut? <laughs> I'm I'm quite content. Uh, I, I think it's been a solid window. Um, main thing was was probably trimming. Trimming the, the wage bill down a bit, uh, getting a lot of the kind of fringe players out, um, whether it's been permanently or, or out on loan. Um, we're expecting that given the size of the squad at the start of the season. Um, we've strengthened as well in the midfield area, bringing in uh, Bakuna, who I'm particularly interested and in, looking forward to seeing what he brings, and Lindstrom as well, um, who's had a debatable start. Um, but I, st- I still think he'll come good. Um, We've not seen an awful lot of Sakala just yet. I think he's got qualities to be to be a really good addition as well. So um, I, I do agree. As in, I, I was I was surprised with Itton um, going because I think he offered something completely different to um, another centre forwards, if you like. But I think um, I, I'm, I'm content. I'm content with the window. Yeah, um, Scotia. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was fairly decent. We didn't lose any of our major players, which I think was almost always my concern, particularly if you, you liked the Gamara was going away. That's when, I mean, I've not seen Bakuna play yet, so I'll need to reserve judgment on him. But that's when you're wanting a type of player like Veerman to come in and automatically fill that void without having to you know, get up to speed too quickly because he's a good enough player. So but I think overall we can be fairly fairly comfortable with that transfer window. Um Although not directly related to it, we've kept Kamara. I think you just mentioned it last week. He's coming in, his contract's getting less and less. So that's kind of where I'd like to see his focus on now. I know Goldson is coming up to the end of his contract situation. Just always get the wee bit of fear that the longer that goes on, the more they depreciate in value and the less return the money we get for them. Mm-hmm. Alistair? Yeah. Like Ryan, when we covered in the last pod, I thought it was decent to be fair. Kept the main players that we need to keep. Added guys in January that were supposed to come in the summer anyway, so I kind of count them as summer transfer business a wee bit. Bakuna may be that guy Ryan's looking for to actually have a shot for outside the box. I know Hadji's <laughs> probably the only guy that does it for us, but Bakuna may be that guy. We, we don't know yet. May see him at the weekend possibly, but no, I was... Quite happy with the transfer window. I do. The Eton one to me was a bit weird in terms of he does offer something different, but I just don't think Gerard fancies him at all. But overall, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with the window. Yeah, that's fair enough. Cheers, David. Um, thanks very much, mate. Um, as always, for for getting involved, mate. Thank you for your support. So we'll go back to YouTube for this one. Um, Steve Ferguson asks, "How are we going to solve this Patterson problem? He needs to be playing football." Uh, <laughs> This is the, the, the kind of age-old question that we're all kind of going through just now. Scott, I'll come to you first, mate. Um, I can't disagree with that Tav and Patterson both deserve to play for Rangers. I don't think there's any doubt. Tav's obviously a captain. Patterson has shown, uh, not just for Rangers, but now for Scotland, just how much potential and how much ability the boy's got. Uh, do you think Patterson's just going to need to bide his time? 
I think he'll get enough game time this season. In any case, um, I've seen a wee rumour that Cavs still kind of recovering a wee bit. Um, I know Patterson's obviously picked up the knocks. I don't know if he'll be playing at the weekend, but I think there's still enough time in the, the season for Patterson to get a fair amount of games. But it's the season after that. He really needs to be playing every week. He probably needs to be playing every week at some point this season, later on in the season. Um and I don't know if either of them can play at left back, but you've still you've got them your likes of Barisic and Bassi there. You mm-hmm. do that thing where you because you've got a full back that can both go up forward and attack, can one of them play on the other side? The defence you see it happening with Scotland uh, occasionally. Um so it's the million dollar question and I don't know the answer. I don't think the answer's pushing Tav further forward. I think we're just gonna have to juggle the amount of playing time this season. Um but it's, it's a very difficult one to do. Yeah, I think the I'll come back to you on this though, Scott. Sorry, lads. Um, you you're obviously you're you watch Scotland a lot more than we do, mate. Do you not think trying to shoehorn both their players into the same team sometimes hinders what Scotland could potentially do? I mean, obviously, I'm talking about Robertson and Tierney. Do you not sometimes think it hinders them? Yeah, I think so potentially. But I mean, I'll go back even further. This is before my time when you had um, Danny McGrain and Sandy Jordan. And Danny McGrain could play at the other side of defence, whereas Jordan couldn't. So Jordan always was playing the right back slot, and mm-hmm. McGrain was away over at the left back. So it, it has worked in the past. But McGrain and Jordan were both proper world class players uh, at that period of time. Um, so it can work, but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I've not seen either of them playing the left hand side of defence. So it could be a complete no go. <laughs> Jamie, if Patterson can play on the left hand side. Um... Do you not think that's a wee bit unfair in Bassey? <laughs> See, to be honest, as in Bassey's obviously staked his claim as as um, he's going to push Borna for that left back spot. But I know that question was more around Patterson getting tab out the yeah. road. But let's be honest, the right the right back spot just now is actually Balligan's. <laughs> half, I'm half serious with that. That's a fair point, mate. That is a fair point. Um, Writing the poor guy but, off and he's just putting an absolute storm on the old firm. Do you know what I mean? I haven't even thought of it. Aye, let's, let, let's be honest. He's obviously Balogun prefers to play centre back, but again, it just shows you like how much how much strength and depth we've got. We're obviously talking about such a young boy um, who's who's going to push our captain. Um, I'm just hoping we're in because we, we spoke about. You know what what we're going to class as success this year, um, and if we're going to qualify into Europa League again, um, it's going to be a hectic schedule. So that's where you're going to want to call on um, Patterson, especially come in if it's going to be cup games. Um, so I I would like to see them split that, and that's when you, when you look at our squad, we've still got pretty much two players for every position. So um, I think whilst rotation can sometimes hinder probably our defensive performances so far this season that I would still like to see Patterson play. I think he really needs to, to be involved this year. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, Ryan, anything else to add on that? No, but I think that's a good point you made about Balogun. I know it's slight public <laughs> cheek, but if you're going to if you're going to Parkhead next week to play them and you think of that boy at Kyoko, how fast he is and how much Tav attacks, I don't know if it's that Silly a thing to say that you would play Balogun at right back again because he did so well and he is more defensive than Tav. So 
I've no idea who I would play at right back up to answer to my question. I think the part the part something I think Partson's great and I don't look at him as a young boy anymore. I think he's he's ready to play. Like you can see with he, he's so mature. But um Tavernier's Gerard's boy in it, it's like he's got him Golds and Ryan Jack there, players that he doesn't drop if they're fit. So it's a dilemma for him, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. And let's not forget Tav is the man that led us to 55, so we, we have to give him his chance at least before we, we try and... I get it though, I get that it's the, the kind of age-old argument just now. Ali, fully fit squad, mate. Um, no injuries, nothing at all. Who are you picking at right back? Have a person. And I mean you. I don't mean Gerard. I mean you. Tav, look last season, 18 goals... 20-odd assists. I like a lot of people forget about that because Partson came in and was a bit of a shining light for a few games. You need to look what Tav's done. He's a captain of Rangers as well. So I would personally keep... I don't think you can play the two of them. He tried in the friendlies when he put Partson at right back and he put Tav kind in the midfield three and Tav's no use there. Tav needs to play. If the, any, if the two of them are in that team, Tav needs to be right back so he can see the whole park. Potentially Partson could maybe play in front of him. I don't know, but... No, it's not for me. And I've mentioned, similar to what Scotia said, I can see Parson getting 20 games this season because if we want to be serious about Europa League, League Cup, Scottish Cup, there's enough games there that you'll need to, you'll need to play Parson. So, no, he'll, he'll get enough games, Parson, and then we'll see what happens next year. But, no, it's tough for me. Yeah, I would go along if it's a fully fit team, then I, I can't I can't drop the skip. But I've, I've never... I've never been a fuck's sake Tav guy. I've always been um I've always been for Tav. Uh, I've got the utmost respect for the guy. Uh, look, I I am fully aware that Parson knows that he is the future. Uh, uh, he can if he wants to stick around to that space will be his. I don't ever see Rangers recruiting to replace him. Um if Tav decides to either hang up his boots or move on or whatever, it will be it will be his spot. So I think he's probably fully aware of that. Look, if the offer comes in and it's going to be stupid money, um, I don't know how close it got to it being stupid money um, for him, then he, he'll probably move. And again, that's the nature of the beast that we, we live in. It's the, it's the it's the football up here. It's what happens. Um, we can't say no to at a certain price tag. So it's, he's an interesting one to watch, but I think he's very exciting. Um, we're all in full agreement. He's the, the best talent we've seen coming through the ranks at Rangers since... Hutton, Ferguson, players like that, he is he's right up there and he's got an exciting future ahead of him, kind of no matter like, what he what he decides to do. But uh, cheers, Stephen, thank you very much for your question, mate. Uh, we'll move on. David Russell asks, uh, what is your honest opinion on Rob McCrory and what is the next steps for him? So, uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. No, I'll come to you yet. I'll come to you first. <clears throat> he's, uh, I suppose, just very simply, he's our, our future goalkeeper, isn't he? Um with the age that, that McGregor is just now, uh, and McLaughlin's, what, 33, 34? Um, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think, going back to, I guess, the, the, the conversation we've just had about Patterson, I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get this season. He obviously came in in those last two games, um, arguably the, the, most, the two most important games we've had this season and done very well. Um I, I wonder whether I wonder whether it would be best for him to go out on loan again and just get regular game time every single week as opposed to the kind of stop start and chances here and there. Um, 
as I say, he's, he's, he's done himself no harm with the past two games, but I, I wonder if going out on loan is going to be the best thing because, again, going back to the, the point about Gerard having his, his picks, um, he's going to he's going to stick with McGregor, isn't he? More often than not. So I, I think the best thing might be for him to go out on loan this year. Yeah, Ali, I can see where Jamie's coming from in terms of the loan. Um, my mother end of that is there's not many teams that he can go to where he's going to experience the, the kind of football, the kind of game if you like, that what it will be like when he plays for Rangers. Obviously, in terms of European football, it's a bit different, but you're run-of-the-mill league games. Rangers control the majority of the game. How many times have we seen Alan McGregor not do anything the whole game and then in the last minute pull something spectacular out the hat? So it's really all about learning that mentality. But again, you can kind of get where Jamie is coming from. So do you loan him out or do you keep him as the understudy? Difficult because if, if you've been honest about it, he's he's number three out of three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've said it. I said it last year in this pod. Ah, well, McGregor's going to retire next year. I'm pretty sure that. I would be quite happy John McLaughlin just stepping in there. I think John McLaughlin's a really good keeper. He's really good with his feet. He, we've talked about this, Carney. He brings a calmness to that back line when he's there quite a lot of the time when he's got the ball at the feet. But McCrory. Difficult. He's 23 now, McCrory. So, I mean, he's not a young boy. He's, was he Queen of the South? He was at Livingston last year. He, in and out that Livingston team. I don't know. I may be similar to Jamie. I maybe give him one last loan somewhere. Maybe not in Scotland. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe go down to England, lower leagues possibly. I don't know. But, I mean, he did himself no harms in the last two games. The, the Celtic game, I mean, you talk about Rangers. He's got nothing to do. And McGregor pulls one save off. That's what McCrory did in that old firm. So. Uh, it's difficult. It's really difficult because it's probably that hard. I mean, we were talking about parts and trying to take Tab's place. The goalkeeping slot at Ibrooks is probably one of the hardest slots to nail down in God knows how many years because we've been fortunate enough that we've had, well, apart from the banter years, we've had extremely good goalkeepers. So it's difficult. I would be similar to Jamie. I would maybe put him out in loan. Um, I, I don't know. I really, it's, it's hard, a real difficult one, I feel, but it's somewhat it a Jamie, is, though. But it, it is difficult, and it's the same. It's, it's exactly the same as the Patterson thing. Scotia, what would what would you do with McCrory? Is he keep him or loan him? I, I see him being the future goalkeeper at Rangers. What age was McGregor when he actually broke in playing regular first team football? He was what, 25, 26. Yeah, 26. I'm Maybe sure even 27. I know he obviously understudied from Kloss. Every now and again, particularly obviously, Klaus was picking up quite a few injuries towards the end of his time at Rangers. When Klaus was uh, also getting paid about a million pounds a week, mate, to be Ibrook, so <laughs> he was definitely going to play. <laughs> yeah, but it is a difficult one. And what you said, that's about where does he go? Where does he get the experience that you need to get to play in goals for Rangers? I think what he's been on out and loan so far is ideal for him. He's going out against teams that he's maybe going to get shots against a lot more often, be a lot busier during the game. But it's that team that he needs to go to that's going to dominate possession. And he's only going to have to make one or two saves. So he's going to have to have that sort of be switched on all throughout the game for that one wee moment. And I don't know what team that is. You're looking, you would potentially have to look at someone that would be going on to win the, the championship quite dominantly in Scotland. Um, but would they want to take on a lone keeper? For that and knowing that they're, they're losing him. So I see him as the future, but yeah, as, as you say, more far more difficult than the Patterson dilemma we've got, I think, with McCrory. 
Yeah, it's probably underestimated how much how much more difficult it is. Ryan, um, what's your thoughts? As you say, Ali did make the the great point. He didn't have to do much in the old form game, but when he was in called upon, he he managed to managed to step up. He did. It was probably the game that he's became a man when you when you think about it. Um, I do. I completely agree with what Ali said. I'm a, I'm a fan of McLaughlin. I think his distribution of the ball, not just with his feet, just he rolls it out quick. He gets the he gets the play going. I like him, and I, I think McCrory is still. It's probably a wee bit harsh, but I think he's still number three, and for that reason, he's got to go out and loan. But that's not to say, as, as Scotia said, that's not to say that he won't. Become our number one in, in a few years. Um, but no, I'll, I'll definitely put him on, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll firmly sit on the fence and let you boys take that one. I, I'll not get involved in that one. Uh, but thank you very much for the question. Um, Super, but as always, David, mate. Uh, so we'll go with this one um, from Graham Vogue. He's asked it via Facebook. It's best home or away game you guys have been to, European included. So one match, if you can pick it. If you can pick it, your best match can be anything. Um, Ali, do you want to go first or do you want more time to think? <laughs> nah, it's difficult. I mean, we, we all, to be honest, we've not been to a lot of away games. We've been a, I've been to umpteen home games. I've been to a lot of European games at home. If I had to pick, wow, it's difficult, man. I always think I go by in terms of atmosphere, in terms of a team. I was at that Parma game where Rangers won 2-0. Tony Vidmar scored the first goal. Claudia Reina scored the second goal. And that Parma team, when you look through that team they had, it was frightening the players. I mean, we had good players then, but the players they had in that team was frightening and we beat them 2-0 in the atmosphere. I mean, I was younger then, but the atmosphere that night, that night I remember was, oh, it was electric, man. And it's it's one of the games I always go back to on YouTube to watch all the time because it's just bouncing, man. And yeah, it's very difficult to pick a game, but that, that's probably the one that comes to my, my mind straight away. I would pick that game. Scotia? Yeah, this is very difficult, and there's different reasons for it being your best game. I think back to that, but the first game I ever went to was against Doc Zer in '96. Um, my dad's an Albion Rovers fan, so you know, didn't get to go to many Rangers games growing up, but I, obviously, that's one of my best games, even though we get beat. It's one of my best games because it's my first time being at Ibrox. Um, I remember the Werder Bremen game being really good. Was it uh, was Werder Bremen when them um, put the ball through the Keeper's hands, and then Ibrox was absolutely yes. bouncing at the end of it. And then Braga, Braga most recently, I think, stands out for that, that kind of comeback. But it's very difficult to pick in terms of a away game. I've only ever been to one Rangers away game, um, and I was in the Albion Rovers end when they played us in the Challenge Cup. And now that wasn't a very good game. So that's no getting picked. <laughs> Oh God, man! I know. I pick that one, Craigsman. Um, boy, it's hard, man. I'm, see, I'm sitting listening to you, and it's making me think of other games. I'm going, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Jamie, um, can you pick one, mate? Yeah. So I was actually, I was searching for the date there. So um, the that's the kind of assertiveness answer the... that I like. By the way, that's the kind of yes, I can pick one. Like brilliant, Jamie. That's what I, I like because I can. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so the the home game was the the, the game against Aberdeen three one, um, where we won eight in a row. Oh yeah, the, the Paul Gascoigne show, Gascoigne show. Um, a bit like Ryan's story. My dad took me up to uh, the stadium beforehand, and we seen the, the team come in. Um, my dad had me up on his shoulders and I rubbed Gaza's head 
<laughs> as he was going in. It was brilliant. Um, so I, that day in, in particular, I loved that. Um, we actually get into a, a lounge in the stadium afterwards as well. My dad was having a drink with the players. It was incredible. Wow. What a day that was. Um, away game was a, a 4-2 game at Parkhead. Um, Kuzan scored. It was a Mendez goal as well from the corner. Um, my pal Graham and I got tickets last minute to that and went to that game. That was what what an atmosphere that was. That was just brilliant. What a game. Fair enough, mate. Um, fair enough. It's one place I've never been um, for an old firm. I've never been to the... the, the Parkhead, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, I've, not, I've, not, <laughs> I've not been to Parkhead to to um, to see to see an old firm game. Um, so sort of something I've always wanted to do, but now I won't pay fifty quid to go and watch it. Um, Ryan, your best game if you can pick one, mate. I'll just quickly, uh, Jamie took two games. Are you, you going to call him out for that? Is... Ah, no, mate. I know. I just thought you know what he was. Like, he, he gave an assertive answer, and then he changed his mind halfway through and gave me two. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just for that, Jamie. You a home <laughs> <laughs> He's also taking responsibility for guys are playing that good because it rubbed them in the head. I'm like, all right, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for being a row, Jimmy. Cheers. You're welcome. Uh, you are welcome. Times is um, oh. without a doubt. Second of May, 1999, uh, on the tight with Parkhead. I was at a segregation up the stairs. Uh, Richard Goff was in the row behind me. McCoy, Duran. And Ian Figgs, and I think it was this, were in the front. And the atmosphere that, that day was, I've never, never experienced anything like that ever again. And then meltdown, watching them trying to run on the pitch and get the game abandoned, coining referees and throwing themselves over the top of the deer. And it's the greatest day of my life. Well, it's up there with the kids been born, but it was, it's, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, yeah. That was, the atmosphere that day was, was something else. Yeah, that the the one Jamie packed for his home game. I was also um, I was also at that game. I can't say I'm like fully remember the whole thing. I do remember at the end though that the players walked around the stadium, and I was convinced that Brian Loudrop had looked at me. And I remember saying to my dad, "Brian Loudrop just looked at me. He definitely looked at me. He picked me out." And my dad's like, "No, he didn't." I was like, "Dad, dad, I was convinced that was a tremendous game." To be honest, but one that I, one that sticks out for me just on pure. Um, atmosphere was the the Yelvich, um game at Hamden when Vice slipped him through and the, the bonnet kind of hit off the post went in. I was at that game with my dad and my big cousin, but my big cousin was about must have been about twenty rows in front of us. We were right on the aisle, right in the corner, and um, I just remember they'll say the goal going in. The next thing I knew, I was standing next to my cousin, and I was just like, "Why are you here? Why are you here?" It was like one of them kind of emotions, and the place went absolutely mental. That's probably my, my greatest kind of old firm um, one. I mean, I've been to so many; it's quite hard. Another one that stands out is the the Morris Edu last minute goal. Um, that was unbelievable. Ibrooks, Ibrooks went absolutely mental, and most recently, um, I have to. Obviously, it's very fresh in the memory, but I have to put just the, the old firm just there for the for the noise at full time. Uh, at that I'm feeling it. I, it was just incredible. It was one of them moments that again that you we'll probably do a podcast in about ten years, and we'll talk about that game, and we'll talk about the, the noise after it. It was it was brilliant. I couldn't sit here and pick out my favourite game. Honestly, it would. I would need to sit down and do proper homework on that one. It would be a really difficult one. But cheers, Graham, for your question, mate. That's brilliant. Uh, we'll move on um, to one from uh, Alan Longback, Caldecott. Um, he said, but it and going, 
Do you think Sakala will be enough for us up top? Also, when Ryan Jack comes back full fit, who, if any, would you drop to get him back in the team? I'll take a wee bit on this one, um, to be honest. Ryan Jack's my man. Uh, it really is. Uh, I don't know who I drop in that team, though, to bring him back in, especially with the way that the rest of the players are kind of performing just now. Uh, I mean, Kamara, you can't not, you can't not play Kamara. You can't really not play Aribo. Um, as Scotia was saying earlier, Hadji's doing really, really well, but um, Ryan Jack's my man. He really is. So, I, I mean, I think in the ideal... The ideal scenario for um, Gerard and the coaching staff is that Jack becomes fully fit again, uh, gets himself back to be able to play uh, regular football, um, and kind of takes over the reins from Davis when Davis decides that he's he's had enough. I think that's probably the kind of most perfect scenario, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And say we've obviously touched on this a bit earlier. Do you think we've got enough for us up top? Only time is going to tell with that one. Uh, I think it's good that obviously Hitton got off the mark straight away in his debut for um, that German team that I can't say the name of. So he's obviously he's, he's obviously got off to a good start. We do have a call back for him in January if needs be. So I think only time's going to tell with that one. But I'm hoping to see Ryan Jack's Ryan back, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan Jack back soon. Um, really soon. Yeah, I can't admit. Look, this is the first time I've had five people on a pod. I've got no idea who I came to last or first before. Jamie, Scotia, I'll come to you. Scotia, I'll come to you. Uh, we got enough up top, and who do you take out if Ryan Jack comes back, or do you not take MD out? I think for the running of my league games, you don't take anyone out. But I think he's got a place in that team in European games against. For, you know, it's like, for instance, if he was back fit enough for the Lyon game. I think it's potentially you look at that, but as you're you're rightly say that Aribo and Hadji are playing well in that in that team at the moment. In any case, I don't want to get to the situation we were two or three years ago where you were playing Kamara Davis and Jack and we were really flat. We couldn't break the stodgier teams down because we didn't have that Kenny that attack and flair. Um but so there's maybe a place for him in the European games if he gets back fit fairly sharpish. Um up top. I'm not sure if we're late or not. I feel really sorry for it. And I don't think he got his chance. I think every time he was in, he played well. And then he was dropped again because Alfie's the man. And I suppose the way Itton's style doesn't suit the way that we initially set up. Um, so that's the reason that he's probably away. But um, I do know he came out in an interview today. Um, and it was saying quite good stuff about um, Rangers. You know, so that callback option could be there for him. But I'm not sure about Scala that's okay in the Real Madrid game when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've not seen an awful lot more of him than that. And then it's just Ruth's day injury free. That's the kind of need. that's another question, mate, to be honest. I've said it at the start of the season, if if Kamal Ruth stays fit, I can see him being a huge, huge player for Rangers this season. I don't think there's any doubt about Ruth. Um Jamie, do you want to go next? <laughs> I've lost it, but I was I was trying some form of pattern when I was asking these questions, but I've got no idea anymore. Um, Jamie, Brian Jack, do, do you bring him straight back in, or do we wait? Yeah. Yes, you bring him back straight back. Um, for me, I, I think it's a good question though, as in who who drops out, and I think that's pretty much what Scotia was saying. As in, I think it would depend on the opposition. Um, if you had to play Jack. Kamara and Davis, that does feel quite defensive um, and probably would be suited to, to your kind of tougher European ties. But um, it just goes back to that point again about just being really comfortable at the strength and depth we've got in there. But 
Jack for me is probably the first name in that midfield. Um, so I, I, w- I would bring him back in, but um, it's going to give somebody like Davis a bit of time um, if we're going to rotate those positions. Uh, and I agree, I know Hadji and Aribo have been dropping into the midfield, but I think this is where, with the strength and depth, you can play players in their actual position. I think Aribo especially is, is better further up the park. Hadji can drop in, um, but I'd rather he was he was up in, up in that front three as well. So, yes is my answer. Bring back, bring Jack back. Yep, fair enough. We're never going to get an argument with having Ryan Jack in the team off me, mate. Never. Uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on that? I'm a big uh, Ryan Jack fan, and obviously, as I said earlier on, I think he's one of the one of Gerard's boys. Um, how how fat he'll be when he comes back, I don't know, because he's been out for a long time. He's, he's coming back at the right time, though, because the amount of football Stephen Davis is playing just now is literally giving me anxiety. Like, still playing for, <laughs> yeah. still playing for Northern Ireland just now. Ah, like, no, mate. Are you joking? Even see the pitch he was playing on the other night. It was no. like one of the plastic, the shine that was coming off this pitch, mate. I was like, it looked like ice. I was like, why are you playing football? Stop it! No. Like, stop I, playing. I, 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 I couldn't have watched that. That would give me anxiety. I couldn't. I need anytime I watch the internationals that players are playing. If they see they hit the deck, I'm like, you better get up. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Jack, I, I get, he needs to come back in. Um, I think he's the best player in the midfield at recycling the ball. I think he's so good at that. He just keeps the ball moving, fills in for Tav. Quickly, he's back together and, and it'll give Davis a bit, of, a bit of a rest as well, I think, in, in regards to what we're saying about um, Sakala. And, and if we've got enough up, up top, only time will tell. It's impossible to call that. Yeah. Ali? Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered it all there, to be honest. Similar to kind of... Scotia and Jamie in terms of Ryan Jack, I think suited for certain games. You would bring, you would have your Jack Davis Kamara, and to me, you would push a Rebo further forward, like Jamie says, because I always say I prefer a Rebo there. But then where does Kamara fit in the team? <laughs> so there's, you mean you pull people out and you're you're creating problems wherever you go in that team, and it's a good problem to be honest. But it's like Ryan was saying, he's been out for a long time. Ryan Jack, we still really haven't heard when he's coming back. Hopefully we'll hear in the press of this week. Somebody will ask the question about Ryan Jack, but he's key to this Rangers team. Um, probably one of the best midfielders we've got in the team when he's up and playing. But um, aye, it's a difficult one. But yeah, I think he's suited to certain games. I think we, we, we'll change that midfield about for certain games because so many games coming up. So you'll get game time in terms of up top. It's if Kamara for me stays fit. If he stays fit, we're fine. If he doesn't, we're possibly a bit lightweight. So that that that's that's the key there. I think it's all in Kamar Roof this season. I've seen he's playing international football with Jamaica now. He played the other night, so that's more football in his legs. But yeah, he's a key. He stays fit, we'll be fine. I agree, mate. Uh, I do agree. But uh, thank you, Longback. Always appreciated your support, big man. Hoping you're keeping well and the wedding plans are coming along well, mate. Hopefully see you soon. Uh, we'll move on. Another one um, from Facebook. Um, Graham Aitken, which young player would you like to see given more game time this season? Obviously, we'll not discuss Patterson because we've discussed Patterson. So out with Patterson, who else? And also, Jamie, he asks, when will you low shave that beard? <laughs> when will I low shave that beard? 
I'm presuming it's some form of like style and how to shave beards. I'm guessing. I'm not really hundred percent sure. Low shave. Oh no, when oh when will Jamie Low shave that beard? I'm like, sorry, I was confused. No. I was like, what are you talking about? Absolutely <laughs> bizarre. When will you shave that beard? Why would you? I don't I don't have any immediate plans to shave the beard, Graham. <laughs> He's gonna be gutted at that, um, I think. I hope I hope that's not disappointing. But uh I'll stay with you, Jamie. Who who the other the other youth player? Who would it be? Um I suppose the only other one we've not really spoke about Stephen Kelly, but I just I, as I think I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, but as we've just mentioned, I mean Jack coming back into that midfield, I just I really can't. I think that's I think that's even more difficult. As in we're speaking about how Patterson's going to struggle to get a game, McCroy's going to struggle. I've got no idea how Stephen Kelly will feature in that team unless it's you know your maybe lower end cup fixtures um but i think he's got a lot a lot of ability a lot of um spoke about that kind of spatial awareness um and recycling the ball i think he i think he will do a job um i just i'm not sure if he'll if he'll get his opportunity again this year again that might be another one that might um be best going out on loan if if jack is that may be what they're waiting on as in if jack is going to come back and he's fit um would it be best for, for Kelly to go out on loan? I appreciate that's not really answering that question. It's probably doing the opposite, but <laughs> I think it's such it is, it's such a difficult question. That is. Um I think I think the, the, the we've already spoke about Patterson, right? Um he, he is he is the one we want to he's the one we want to see, but um Kelly in particular has got, got a bit about him. I just can't see it happen. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a difficult one. As I say, there's a lot of a lot of strong depth that is not youth players, um really. Ali would you pick anybody else in particular apart from really Kelly? Obviously, we did go to the, the B team game making mm-hmm. a last minute, and yeah, there's potential there, but I don't think any of the boys are fully ready to take the step up just yet. Don't know a young player, and you could class him as a young player, is Big Shirley at left back, who's come mm-hmm. in and shone at the beginning of the season. Big Bonner, I thought, put a decent performance in against them on Sunday, so he's there to fight for the shirt. Yeah, I think Bassey's up for the challenge this year. I, I really think he'll get quite a few games, Big Shirley, and um, he was looking good. In terms of that B team, I, I know we went to it and the opposition was dreadful, to say the least, to be honest. But um, the boy, um, Ross McCausland, looked very, very exciting. Um, he was he turned that guy inside out. I mean, he, you said, Carney, folded him into a deck chair. It was brilliant to watch that. It was amazing, but, yeah. He reminds me of a very young Ryan Kent, just the tricks he does and everything. But like I say, the opposition he was playing against was dreadful. I think us guys could put a better shift in, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's difficult because there's not many young players. You've got the Stephen Kelly, like we say. You've got Nathan Parson, who we've discussed. And I would say Big Shirley falls into that. But apart from that, there's nobody really else, to be honest. So I would say Big Shirley. It's fair enough. Scotia, um, Stephen says we have the option of bringing up Allegra for, up to the B team. Um, nope. We've been able to do job looks talented. We've seen him for, what, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, he's, he's, what's raw. the football? He's raw. The football cliche, <laughs> he is very raw. Yeah, he is, but it maybe answers that the question we had previously about maybe lacking options up front. 
he's there to do a job if, if needs be. Particularly, as we mentioned, if Ruth picks up a knock or anything like that. Um, other youth, McCausland's good. Um, although although we've seen him at that B-team game, and he, he wasn't at his best in that game, I don't think, but he's shown in the other B-team games from what I've read is uh, Charlie McCann. Mm-hmm. Um, so him, but I would probably tend to agree with Jamie about Stephen Kelly being the next one that gets a shot, but where does he squeeze into that midfield? It's going to be a tough one um, for Stephen Kelly to break into the, the midfield three. There's not really any doubt about it. Ryan, anything else to add, mate? Not much else to add, apart from uh, I did think what I've seen of Stephen Kelly so far, but um, so he's the only one that kind of springs to mind. But was the boy, what's the second half calls it, Leon King? Is he not on the bench yeah, King. at the end of last season? Is he, where is he now? Is he out in loan? Or? He's in the B team. So obviously, Gerard is he in the B in. team? He is in the B team, isn't he? He might be. Did he go out alone? Somebody frantically Google that. Yeah, somebody in the comments have helped happen. But just because he was kind of, he was making the squads at the end of last season, I'd quite like to maybe see him in. I forget any of the cup games or whatever. He's in the B team. Yeah. In the B team. Yeah. yeah, I was. I, I was right the first thing. Yeah, I don't know if he. I don't think he played the other day. Might might be injured possibly. Yeah, when we no, were done. 17. 17, yeah. Is he? God, as I say, there's definitely there's some amount of talent in that B team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, for me especially, I just, just touched on the B team when we went to. I was I was pleasantly surprised, obviously, obviously taking into account the, the opposition in that, yeah, but I was pleasantly surprised with some of the football the, the team played. It was really, really enjoyable to watch. It really was. Especially the two fullbacks that we had done as well, they looked very impressive, very keen in getting forward. Uh, it was a it was a good experience all round, and the, the the future's bright in that sense. I think the only the only downside is I think they might top that league, um, if not this year, very much next year, and then it's where else do they go from there? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you're looking at that point to obviously recycle the players at this point, either move them out on loans to higher up opposition. I suppose that's the way the model's going to need to work. But I think they could be playing, uh, no disrespect to the, the league that they're in, I don't mean that in any way at all, but I think they could be playing at a, a slightly a slightly higher level. But yeah, uh, cheers, Graham, for making me get confused about low shaving when it was here. We're actually talking about Jamie Low shaving his beard. Uh, I don't know why I found that so difficult to understand, to be honest, as well. Um, anyway, I just thought he was talking about a shape of beard. I was like, well, all right, I'll ask him. <laughs> but we'll move on. Uh, Stephen Bradford asks, uh, what changes, developments, upgrades would you make to Ibrooks if you were in charge? Um, Ryan, come to you first, mate. Get some decent food on. Not a fan mm. of the food at all. I works and never have been. Um, I'd, I sound oh God, I sound like my dad when I say this. <laughs> I, I would never have had the big screens. I would never have had them. I'd have them filled in. I'd love to see safe standing, but I don't think you'll ever see safe standing at Ibrooks because because of the Ibrooks disaster. I think it's just somewhere I don't think we'll ever go there. Um, which is understandable, I get it, but if it's controlled and it's you're not overselling the overselling the numbers in there, then I think you can do it. But aye, that would be food, fill in the corners and about safe standing. That's fair enough, mate. Um I, I think the the big screens is uh it's a David Murray thing. Um, let's be honest, it's the reason that it's there. I think obviously now 
Um, you're probably right, mate. You could have made a, a hell of a kind of surrounded stadium in that terms. I would never take away the the club deck um, stairs. Uh, I think they're, they're kind of part of that main stand and they need to remain there forever, including the gates. Uh, but I would have looked into the, the potential of filling the corners with seats. I think now, we've spoken about it before, the cost of that is astronomical for that to happen. It really is. It's It would be probably more than Ibrox is even worth what it was if it was ever to come up for sale. So it's a, it'd be a big job. I'll come to you, mate. Um, what improvements, developments, changes, etc. would you do if you were in charge? Yeah, there's, there's lots, there's a few to be honest, but I mean, they have been doing developments. If you, if you want to, at the moment, the Argyle restaurant's just been moved into the, the Ibrox suite at the moment because they're putting a new lounge in where that is. So they are doing stuff at the moment. The food's a big one. The food's... I couldn't tell you last time I bought something inside Ibrox. I know we've got the partnership with Black Rooster now. There's rumours going about. I think there could be a kind of Black Rooster inside Ibrox. I think Celtic have Subway or something in their ground or whatever. But, yeah, the food needs to be looked at. Um, the, uh, the expansion of the ground would be brilliant, but we've said umpteen times... You need a, a, a sugar daddy, an investor to come in <laughs> to give us money to do that, and he would get paid back over how many years. So I can't see that happening at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been to, I mean, we went to that game in in Germany, Union Berlin, me you and Scotia Carney, and I bet that I bet Ryan and Jamie have went to games abroad in terms of different teams as well, and it's. It's different over there. There's, it's better in terms of you can get beers outside. There's a better atmosphere, but it's just the culture over here in Scotland. We can't be trusted with anything, and they won't give us anything. So I think we're kind of stuck with what we are at the moment. That's what we're, where we are. The, the food may get slightly better, but that's probably it. And we've got Edmondson House coming along too for, for 2022. So that'll add to the experience as well. So, yeah, they're gradually improving Rangers in terms of what Ibrox was when Dave King and the Three Bears took over because they did say it was... On its last legs, Ibrooks. So there's a lot of things that you don't see that have been improved, and there's been a lot of money spent Ibrooks, i.e. the roofs, etc. So, yeah, we'll just need to see what happens in the next few years. Yeah, Jim, I think I'll slightly change the question. Um, I think we're all rather excited about what Edmonton House might bring, and I think we just need to hope from the initial blueprints and plans that we've seen of it, hopefully it's going to live up to its billing. I, I think that's going to be a really um, strong addition um kind of spoke about the match day experience if you're if you're not going to i guess the pub like what what is there to do about ibrooks um there's obviously going to be 50 odd thousand people you know descending ibrooks so they're not all going to get into this um museum or or cafe or whatever else it's going to be offering but um having something else there it does it does look very very impressive um, by having something for whether it's families um, to go to prior to the game um, would definitely be I definitely welcome um, I, I agree with the, the points about that there are kind of subtle um, upgrades about the stadium already I think one thing we've actually not spoke about yet um, that has been a problem in the past is the pitch I think the pitch looks um, in mint condition Um I think the kind of first year or two Gerard was in, you could tell it was getting he was getting frustrated with it. Weather's obviously going to start turning now, so um, hopefully it's it's going to hold up as we you know get the more fixtures in. So 
the, the pitch, the actual grass, as I say, that, that looks in, in good nick. Um, and about the stadium, I agree with the points on the food. Um, the whole, the whole kind of just pre-match day experience isn't isn't the best. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Uh, but I think the, the changes to Edmondson House and the way um, it's potentially going to look may help alter that um, slightly. But I think for a, for a club of our size, our, our match day experience hasn't been great for a number of years. Um, just due to the kind of lack of facilities and everything else that's outside, there's not that great deal to entice you to get to Ibrox a wee bit early to spend your, your, your money there. Scotia, anything else to add, mate, before um, we'll wrap up tonight? Yeah, I agree with everything, but one thing that I think could be done that would be relatively cheap and straightforward to do is increase the amount of stewards at the entrances to the game, particularly for <laughs> your, your, your higher capacity games, because as I've mentioned a few weeks back, the queues to get into the stadium at coming up to quarter to, you know, 15 minutes before kickoff can be ridiculous. And this is all going to be further complicated if these vaccine passports ever come to fruition, that there could be, we could, in a couple of weeks' time, be speaking about how folk couldn't get into the game in time because there was issues. So I think something really simple, like just having a few more stewards that can help with things like that would be ideal and relatively easy and straightforward to do straight away. But 100%, it can't be hard to show somebody how to scan a QR code and make sure it's correct or to check a system that can probably be laid loaded onto some device, mate. I would 100% agree with that. But, gentlemen, that shows went an hour. Um, that shows went um, long enough for tonight, I think. Um, look, I don't know if that was a car crash or not. I was spinning a lot of plates through that that pod, um, getting the comments from all sorts and uh, making sure everything was going as smoothly as it could. Uh, obviously, I get lost a wee bit through it. I knew I would with five of us, but when I was like, I have no idea who I last spoke to. I'll just forget, but that's, that's what you do when things things are live, that's what happens. But uh, yes, thank you to absolutely everybody for getting involved. Um, that was great. We do generally love doing these. This is really exciting to do. We love when we get some listeners' feedback, some listeners' questions, and we can sit and have a, a chaff and entertain you for a wee hour. And as I say, it's all to fill the the Rangers, Rangerless void. Um, not long to wait now until Rangers are back. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with a club preview we won't do a club deck corner this week um, we'll just bring a, a club preview on Friday and the football's back and everything will return to normal with our match reactions club deck corner etc etc so Ali thank you very much for your time tonight mate no problem that was that was good tonight looking forward to Saturday Rangers back in the telly don't need to watch Scotland for three games in the <laughs> trot there I know Scotia enjoys that but no good to have Rangers back and um i looking forward to Scotia hosting the, the preview show on Friday. Well, if it's, uh, if he, uh, he might be too busy with work or something, mate. We'll wait and see. Um, that's up in the air right now. We'll see what happens. Scotia, thanks very much, mate, and hopefully you're not too busy at work on Friday, mate. Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You yeah, know, Friday's my sort of first day back after nine or ten days, so... Um, There's an excuse, lads. There's an excuse. There <laughs> is. I'll try, I'll try to the <laughs> But cheers, Scott, mate. Jamie, thanks very much, man. You're welcome. Thank you. Enjoyed that. And um, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing our team back Saturday as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time, mate, with a low shave as well. Can't wait to see no, that. Keep, keep that beard, Jamie. Keep the beard. <laughs> and Ryan, again, Thank mate. Um, Ryan, for your second time being on, um, you've slotted, it, slotted right in, mate. You're like balligan at right back, as you said, mate. Uh, thank you very much for coming on again, mate. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's the easiest job in the world to do, sit and talk about the Rangers, I think. So absolutely loved it and um, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone.
Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be able to sit and do this and for people to interact with us. It, it really is great. So as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our videos, um, give us a wee five-star rate on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us, share and like anywhere that you can. As you say, we'll be back on Friday with a preview to the St. Johnston game. And yes, until we speak to you again, thank you to absolutely everybody for, for getting involved. We'll definitely do another one of these again. As I say, we do really enjoy doing it. So we'll speak to you on Friday. and We are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast. Cheers, everyone. Gracias.